America, the land of the free, more like the land for anyone that doesn't look like me. Mm. This is something king. Hello world, I know I love me. I hope you hear me before you judge me. Hope you know me before you trust me. Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King podcast, and this is your boy Rodney Perry, King himself. And you've just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious podcast for humans simply being humans. I hope, I hope I caught everyone at a beautiful, beautiful time at the beginning of the week. A great, great Monday that it is. Hope everyone listened to my most previous podcast, Life Like Woe, featuring the great creative Fenella Like Woe. Spell the night when we had a conversation about, you know, entrepreneurship, about the trendiness of being an entrepreneur. And she told me a little bit about herself and her inspirations and what inspires her. I plan on keep, you know, I plan to keep, you know, featuring these great, great, great people who are doing things, who are young, who are millennials, who are provoking thought and pushing out so many creative things. So keep your ears tuned into the Simply King podcast because you're going to keep meeting and being introduced to these beautiful, beautiful people. But what are we talking about today? By the title, I know you're wondering. So in the times that we live in, I believe that I would be remiss if I didn't address um, deeply the current state of America and being in America and what it truly means to be an American. So I really want to, you know, take the time, take this uh, episode to speak to you guys about my viewpoints and also the research that I've done on the mistreatment of immigrants in this time of America. I know, I know history Rodney why are you doing this to us I believe it's the one of the most vital things to understand because literally there's a very 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 small section of the world of our world in the United States that truly truly was made for that that was this place is beautiful for everything about the United States was made for them this was the whole purpose it wasn't anyone thought into that equation and I know it's sad to hear, and I know it sounds very pessimistic. It sounds very uninspiring. It may sound very unpatriotic to speak these words that this land that they call the land of the free is not a place for you or me. But all I'm gonna give you today is the facts. So let's jump right in. So one thing I wanna kind of like start it off by is explaining a simulation. People may have heard this word before, but what truly does a simulation mean? So I go to my handy dandy, handy dandy Google, you know, and what it says is the process of taking in and fully understanding information or ideas. And it's definitely always used when it comes to when you travel and you go to new places and you start to understand the lay of the land, you understand you know how to make your way around the city make your way around a new you know understanding a new culture of living understanding a whole new side of society that you've never experienced assimilating it's all it goes hand in hand with also being allowed to assimilate into that culture into that society as well and this is something that is promoted in america this is something that is on our 
signs on our borders. Welcome to America. It has been propelled throughout our history to be a place that has welcomed so many different types of people. That we are one of the major examples of a melting pot within this world that we live in called Earth. And I'm going to tell you today that the American dream is nothing but a lie. I know, I know it can, it's hard to really, you know, think about it in this way, but I'm going to give it to you real. It's, it is. And I know, Rodney, why you got to make everything about race? Why does it always have to be like this? Why can't we just all get along? I never noticed this. I've never seen this. Well, let me just give you my opinion. Americans are given this false sense of patriotism. Then it's promoted everywhere else. And it's also promoted that this is what you should aspire to be if you're not born in this place. Everyone essentially has been used. Every single race has been used to keep the power structure the way it is for 400 years. And probably even past that, we have literally all been tools to just keep power within the small, small few hands of people. And it's so sad, but this is the world we live in. And the naiveness of immigrants is sad because now we see with, you know, the Muslim ban and you've seen with, you know, a large, not large, but large enough <laughs> population populace of Hispanic voters who voted for Donald Trump. You have people who are considered who are Muslim who have been proudly, you know, proudly uh claimed that they voted for Donald Trump and support him. You have black people who came out and been shamed by many within the community that they support him. And also you have the usual suspects being white in individuals who have a various amounts of uh ideals some are very blatantly racist and that's why they support him because he's a white man they feel that his his position is going to keep them at a place of supreme of white supremacy then you have others who have more of a you know a lighter view still very racist as hell but they're calling it something totally different being a lot more you know it's almost like a political correct racist we have that as a collective thought now and then you have individuals who are really just thinking about money. They don't think about race. They don't see color. They see money. So they feel that this person can protect their money. But race and money, I believe, has always, always went hand in hand. But I know you're wondering, because I know um, and since, you know, especially since this whole, you know, election race, that there's been a term that's been thrown around so much and right along with immigration and that is xenophobia and just for the people who may not understand exactly what that mean what that means i want to break down what i feel that you know this whole theory of xenophobia really is now bear with me xenophobia is nothing but the projection of whites being afraid that immigrants will enter this country and claim the US like they did to Native Americans. Now, that isn't in the definition. I'm jumping uh, for some people I may be reaching. But, and when I say whites, 
I mean whites who truly, truly, by me saying this, you just got affected. So it means I'm talking to you. If me saying this and you're like, oh, that's wild, but you're un you're not offended, then you understand exactly where I'm coming from. And also that you understand you're in a really good place of mindset. So if you were affected by that, trust me, I'm glad you're listening and keep on listening. Um, but essentially, I believe that, you know, this fear, this phobia of, of Muslims and all these different, you know, groups of people coming in is generally, 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 generally a fear of people coming in and taking over this country in the same fashion as their founding fathers did. Speaking of founding fathers, I find it very interesting how our founding fathers literally came here and essentially didn't even like really, they literally just chopped up, came, they settled, and they didn't even think that this is a place that we can't claim as our own. They were immigrants themselves to this new land and started to regulate how to live within this new land. So my um so I brought some inspiration. I'm gonna be, you know, reading some, you know, some excerpts from uh networklobby.com.org. It's kind of like a history of immigration, which I feel like was a great, great read, as well as um, the the New Haven Register News, um, which is an article titled "Coming to America: Mistreatment of Immigrants to Is Nothing New." Um, mistreatment of immigrants is nothing new. So, um, but back to like I found in fathers is what's interesting is to me this uh, group, this group, this first group was essentially just you know white Anglo-Saxons protestants and you know just all these newcomers who came for so many different reasons some of them came because of you know liberation you know from their those places that they came from some came for you know religious freedom and just you know so they can actually practice um the what the religion that they believed in and early on there was a lot of criminals who were shipped to america as if it was goddamn a big ass you know Rikers Island so you have America starting out in a real weird spot with a whole lot of mixed you know mixed up different individuals and I know you're wondering what about the slaves what about all this and the third right and I quote slaves without didn't have any rights were commonly wanted for cheap labor but convicts as I've spoken of before were a nuisance to the colonies resulting in the first immigration enforcement legislation. Ironically, these laws were passed by recent descendants of criminals that had been sent over previously. So years passed and people started to not feel this whole like, you know, criminals being sent over to America to do whatever, to, you know, be used for work or, you know, do whatever. They just roam and free. So this is why they created the very first part political party that wanted to kind of put control over the borders of America. This was the first bastards who thought that they could actually place claim to a place that they actually stole. Okay, and 
I read on. The Federalist Party created legislation that empowered the president to deport any immigrant who he deemed a threat to national security. And this was all out of fear. This was John Adams who enacted this. And literally, it was just very absurd. Like, he, he was, like, up and up, you know, these... Uh, like you couldn't become a citizen unless you were here for you know past two to five years and mind you these are white people these are white people at this point you know what i'm saying because slaves are there now slaves translating slavery has already started so these are white people that they're treating in this manner their own damn people remember that jot that down their own damn people they're regulating down to a a point of you can't come even though we literally probably came from the exact same damn place i was here first so i have more claim to a place that i actually don't belong to be at my damn self the democratic party um actually changed the citizenship back to five years because john adams made it to who made it 14 years of residency for you to become an actual citizen of the united states and eliminated certain legislation because they violated the first and tenth amendment because they was really wild and you know what i'm saying saying folks couldn't do this saying folks couldn't do that it was very very crazy so then we move on go up a few years into the 19th century when one of the very first large waves of uh immigrate like the great migration happened and that being the large M european immigration so the first large wave of Europeans within the United States was a group of were uh, Germans and Irish who essentially came because of you know economic depression or you know it was religious intolerance within the countries it was probably a lot of people dying and all types of shit the potato famine in Ireland so these people came to try to find work there was a lot of work it was cheap labor needed so they tried to find a lot of work right and um and i quote again from the same site european immigrants were seen as burdens passed on to the u.s so they really didn't even give a damn they allowed them to come in but quickly viewed them as the lowest of lows the lowest of lows um and they continued to you know just be there of course it kept coming and kept coming by the numbers and numbers and numbers so what did they do they started to be very annoyed by them start to actually enact even more legislation to uphold and kind of slow down how much how many immigrants you can have and they essentially uh start to create these different laws and also they thought that the people that were being sent over here didn't have enough skills it's like oh so much you can do you can do cheap labor but we need you to be a little bit smarter to get some of these shit to get some small shit done you understand so that's essentially why they implemented a literacy factor into citizenship in 1917 which was enacted by theodore roosevelt and to continue on then you had another wave between the 1860s and 1950s, 1915, excuse me. There's another wave, and those was like Russians, Italians, and Austrians, and and then a new group being Jews coming into America. And it says, and I read, 
Although immigrant labor continued to be needed, they were strong anti-immigrant feelings toward this new growing population. Congress decided that immigrants should be required to pass medical exam and have no criminal record on in order to immigrate to the United States. Now, this was essentially, you know, them finding even more reasons that people shouldn't be let in. Okay. So depending on the time, depending on who they are, they always try to find a negative about whatever it is because look who you are you about to come in and change this phobia is now became it's now a consensus this phobia is now a part of the zeitgeist of america it doesn't go anywhere it just transforms the energy doesn't go anywhere it just transforms into something else with a whole new thing it's a new boogeyman in here first it was the criminals that were sent right along with everyone else with the first few settlers of these colonies then it became new europeans which is funny that they even referred to them as europeans like they weren't fucking just that several generations ago like you literally are probably related to some of these people who are traveling over here that's what's odd to me so the sense of people really got full of themselves when it came to an american ideal especially i bet after by this time when so many people were born here that it was even more kind of patriotism and nationalism that that occurred which even gave people even more justification to push back on immigrants now moving on to chinese immigration right they were welcome welcome until 1848 when the gold rush started so as soon they was welcome in you know come on in um, because of they fled their countries because of either the Opium War and Taiping Rebellion. It was a lot of just shit happening in, in China, so they was like, "Let's get out." So they came to America by the you know by the boatloads. But they seen them as oh, they seen them as laborers just like everyone else. You had to come here and just be a laborer first because you can't come and assimilate fully into what is going the fuck on. You know what I'm saying? And they won't let you into the power structure just from you just coming over. So it's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Let's keep it moving. And once the once the gold rush was found within California, they immediately kind of slowed down on letting, you know, Chinese immigrants in. Y'all chill out. You ain't getting this work. You got to do whatever you got to do. And they started sending some people back as well. Um, acts were implemented to slow down immigration until World War II when they became allies. And now they need them again. So it's almost like the United States being this place that had so much opportunity, so much undeveloped land, so much just so much going on. It's one of, you know, kind of like the youngest undeveloped, you know, state to a certain degree. So, so many people seen so much opportunity. And also this is what was kind of promoted as well, just from what America seems to be. There's so many people who came here and done what they've done. And then we move on to Mexican immigration, which is, you know, something that I feel like people find very familiar. But crazy enough that Mexicans was here way before we actually even, you know, kind of like accounted for Mexican race and Mexican immigration. We always make it sound like it's a very new thing because it's still we still feel it in a way. But and it's still like a topic within the news, but they literally been here since 1849 or of course previous to 1849 but 
they essentially were asked because after they claimed the territories in the Mexican War of you know Texas, California, Arizona, New Mexico, and parts of you know of Colorado, Utah, and Nevada, they essentially you know um, told Mexicans that they can either stay here and or you can take your ass back to Mexico. So most of them didn't go. Why would you go back? You've been here for so long. Why would you leave? You've already settled in some form of fashion. And then this was still kind of like, they still didn't have any structure when it comes to the border because this is the very first of all immigrants who didn't have to travel on boat just to get to the Americas. So this, you know, developed into a very interesting issue. Very interesting issue. Um, so what what does this tell us? What does all this tell us when it comes to the Mexican immigration? They essentially just start to see them as, you know, burdens. They would, of course, feel like they were taking jobs and they but they still didn't have so many rights and they use them. They start to create programs with uh, with um, with Mexican laborers to actually get them to, you know, allow them to come into the country, come and do work. But then they would not empower them to, you know, make a little bit of money so they can send back to their families. But their children couldn't go to school. They weren't they weren't allowed to attend school and they weren't allowed to, you know, if they got any type of, you know, bad treatment or workplace, you know, conditions were just terrible. They couldn't even go on strike because they just send their ass back to Mexico. So they kept them in a very like low place. And, and actually, if you look it up, this program or this a program similar to this very, very old ass shit is still around. It's still around slightly a little more upscale because they give them place to live, whatever, whatever. But that is just a slap in the face because they make them work long, long hours, giving them pennies as well as and still not considering them as actual citizens and most of that money just goes back to their family so i end uh in this whole kind of like section about immigration history by saying the history of immigration policy demonstrates a clear pattern of policy decisions catered towards the need of the economy followed by fear of the strangers we're always going to be afraid of what we don't understand but the thing about it is no one takes the time out to understand people and this is a problem within America that I've always known for a very long time. It's very obvious. You can see it. It's thick. It's in the air. It's everywhere. It's BS. Just straight up BS. And I believe that, you know, we have to kind of like open our eyes up. We got to see the world for what it really is. And also, I want to, you know, switch gears. And, um, Notice that, you know, now that all we have such so many people, we've now grouped up into, you know, be considered because now we have to be, you know, they have to let some folks in. They have to, quote unquote, let people assimilate into things. And what's crazy is now a lot of people who are immigrants and may have forgotten this time when they were, you know, treated the way they were treated, which a lot of them are still treated that way in a lot of different ways, but not on a mass scale and not in front of your face. It isn't common culture. You see it, you know, very covertly how people were treated who are still considered immigrants. And they're given these hyphenations. 
And I've always had a problem with, you know, this like this whole thing of hyphenating this like hyphenated Americans and hyphenated peoples. I always thought it was very problematic. And I know, you know, everyone thinks everything is problematic these days. But personally, I identify as black African-American. I would take it. But I feel like black is something that I'm claiming because I feel like that's a, a phrase that we claimed on our own. It's a phrase that we're reclaiming. And it sounds a lot more solid for me. It sounds a lot more I can identify and it sounds a lot better to me because I don't feel any true inclination or patriotism towards America because that's not how it was truly like raised. And I feel like a lot of people weren't raised to be this extremely patriotic individual. It's not, you know, unless you go to the army, unless you were raised in an army family. But even then, they, a lot of army motherfuckers be woke as hell and still not with the shits and or just kind of have a change of heart. So it depends on depends on the person and American being American is a nationality African-American is lazy and not always correct there's no such thing as a European American if you come here and you are a whole you are a whole Irish immigrant you may have been here for however long you've been here your family may have been here for however long they've been here they don't consider you specifically as a European American. They don't consider you a European immigrant. They just consider you as white or an American now. Unless you have some kind of distinctive cultural qualities about yourself. Like if you, you know, came here and immediately tried to assimilate and try to change yourself and kind of, you know, walk and talk and, you know, try to play down your accent, then you that shows to trying to assimilate into whiteness, which whiteness is nothing but an idea. Remember that. But I feel like, you know, I never I never heard European American even used in a sentence or in a phrase. So it's kind of like it gives you the impression that every other person, so Asian American, African American, which is, you know, both of those are just crazy as hell because you're talking about continents, you know, Latin American, Mexican American, you know, whatever it is, gives you this inclination that we are just, you know, subsects, subsect groups of what a real American is. Like you got original Lays, you know what I'm saying? Original Lays is Americans. And barbecue is black folks and so on and so on and so motherfucking forth. And I think that's not fair. I think that gives an impression that is not actually a welcoming one. And I think I'm, you know, a lot of people may feel this way, but I feel like that needs to change. I I rather people kind of be even more specific if they're going to slap American on the end of it be extremely I'm an Italian American I'm a Greek American I'm a whatever 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 it's problematic when it comes to being African American that's why it's hard for us to identify with it completely because it's kind of like you're just saying Africa you just assume that I'm from there when I might you never know you might trace my roots back and I might be from a whole nother piece of the world that we don't even know and that's that's the, the problematic part about it just because my skin is darker in hue automatically you throw it all in one bunch and I think that's what's very problematic very problematic and also the media exploits this to a very high degree when they use these hyphenated things because we immediately have a, a section a place to put all these different stereotypes on now solutions because I feel this way I feel like I would be stupid if I feel this way and this can be a, a reason to change, a reason to kind of like make these things better or make this, you know, just 
a way to come out of this on a higher, lighter note, on a better note, all right? And the solutions, I believe, are there needs to be a paradigm shift. Being American is what you, what you make it. Real freedom is choosing your existence. I claim, and I didn't. I feel like it's all about, you know, when you're in America and you're living in America, you definitely have to claim your identity and be very, 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 very solid and founded within who you are. Because there's no specific type of way to be, you know, a black man, a black woman, an Asian man, so on and so forth. An Asian woman, a you know, a Latin, a Latin a man, a Latin woman, so on and so forth. Um, I feel like that's on you. That's on you to choose exactly what your existence, your existence is. But I feel like now people are waking up. People are seeing that with this world that we're not as together as they thought we were. There are so many people who are still have these ideals of they think that your ass don't need to be here. They're telling you specifically to go back to your country and you were born here. This is the country that your father was from. This is the country your grandfather was from. So you got to go back several generations for them to, for that statement to even be valid. This is the only place you know. You've only visited your, your the place of origin of your family, of your descendants. But that is a place that you're only kind of uh connected to from a cultural standpoint from a you know a ethnic standpoint but when it comes to your own personal identity and culture you know of you know what i'm saying 90s music you know of you know jamming and eating you know bullshit fast food you know what i'm saying you know of having the the luxuries and first world problems of you know not being able to find an outlet you know in any place that you go to charge your phone so that's that's what you know and you should be proud to be able to claim the american that you are and i feel like it's gonna take a while for me to be proud of this and i'm i hope i hope i see the day before i you know pass away in this lifetime where i can say i'm a proud american proud to be here because yeah for so many reasons people say you know this place is better than most i'd rather be here than somewhere else because a lot of shit going on everywhere but trust, now people are starting to see that it's a lot of shit going on here. Um, secondly, support all that are oppressed. Get over yourself and the privilege that you possess and use more energy for change. Now, this is not targeted towards anyone because I, I know people was like, oh, privilege, so he must be talking to white people. I'm not. I'm talking to no matter what you are, who you are, there's always going to be a little bit of privilege in certain situations. If I'm, you know, if there's one black, if I brought a white friend to this whole black, black ass uh, function, he's going to definitely not have too much privilege in that specific situation, especially when it comes to conversation, especially when it comes to certain things. Now, you bring in some cops, you bring in, you know, some different scenarios. Yeah, tables might turn. But, for, but I believe that everyone needs to you know evaluate their identity evaluate where they stand and evaluate exactly how they can move and push back and resist how to resist listen to that episode and i feel like that is essentially how we can move on and get this ideal of being immigrants as not to, as a negative connotation it's crazy that we treat that as a negative connotation because we immediately want to you know blame immigrants as soon as something is wrong with the world we now have oh well you know what it wasn't like this before you know we started letting them in here it wasn't like this wasn't happening before we started letting this person in and these group of folks it's real easy to do that and it's extremely problematic because no one person 
in this world except a very small group of people it's very small have claim to this nation that we currently reside in which that's another reason why i even have a you know problem just claiming america because i've it's hard for me to sell into that idea lastly listen um no um lastly uh listen to black people we've been saying this shit for a very long time we've been called crazy conspiracy theorists for a very long time about racism hasn't went anywhere we've been treated like shit why should we have to you know be considered so patriotic and why we got to do this why we got to do that we weren't even at we didn't even want to be here african-americans are one of the only groups african-americans who are who have literally their ancestors were brought here on those boats so many years ago were involuntarily forced to come to this place we should not be ha- we shouldn't even have to be dealing with some of this shit and we have contributed have black history month to so many things i'm on my rant to so many things in this nation and those contributions those minds that energy could have went to a lot of these black ass nations that a lot of us came from who knows who knows what where the continent of africa would be if that didn't happen who knows where the caribbean the dark beautiful caribbean would look like and be if that didn't happen just imagine imagine what south america would be like if the influence that african american africans had on that didn't happen i'm getting worldly on you just imagine if people didn't have to you know flee so that's why we take the stance that's why we spooks that's why we come at it in that way listen to us get with us support us support all people that are oppressed and i'm talking about they're gay trans black women whoever they are we all got to unite in this time it ain't it ain't you know we gotta get it together get this shit together and also um i'll tell you that was last but i think i got one more and that is question your family and friends like if they have problematic ass statements when it comes to you know immigration and they want to blame you know blame a whole bunch of shit on immigration on some like took your job type shit come at they ass let them know play this play this episode for them give them some facts that they may not have known let them know about some stuff that they may not have known about their own ancestors. Because a lot of people, we in America have such a such a gr- terrible habit of forgetting our own history. And we need to always be reiterated. We need to understand it. Because if we don't, if we don't know it and we don't understand it, then it's going to only repeat itself. We're only going to revert back to those ideals that seem so simple. But we have to push forward to ideals that really are very easy but are so hard because there are so many people who are stuck into their damn ways. But we can, I know we can move on. I know we can do better. Trust me. I know, I know, I know we can. But we got to do this together. So I hope y'all got something great from what I had to say. I know it's a lot of information. You can play it back. You can, you know, take your time with it. You can fact check. I want everyone to fact check. But I got questions. I got I got a call out. I got an action for you all. Now, if you made it all the way to this point definitely subscribe like comment leave me a review let me know what's going on if you don't like something that i'm saying debate with me let's talk i'm it's all about the conversation let's get it going 
Um, and it's only going to be healthy because I'm not upset with anything that anyone disagrees with me about because your opinion is your opinion, right? So thank you all for listening. If you don't know now, you know, you can listen to the Simply King podcast on everywhere podcasts are available from SoundCloud to Google Play to the Apple podcast app, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, as well as in the pot as I'm in the directory for podcast in color. And I'm also a part of the second wind collective. Um, definitely tune in next week. Plan on having a great another guest. Um, keep, keep listening. Definitely. Um, reach back into them archives as well. I need to, you know, repost a few things, check out, I'm going to just, you know, repost, uh, more of my older episodes. Cause I feel like they're all very, very re- relevant and timeless as hell. And I had some great, I've had some great guests on, some beautiful perspectives. So definitely go back and check those things out. You know, they're not so uh, timely. They're not so within the now. You can check out a few of them that can go for any time of day, can be a reference for whatever it needs to be. Yes, please, please, and thank you. And thank you in advance. Now, thank you all for listening. I love y'all. This is Simply King. <laughs>